0: You're listening to the 2-Minute Time Lord. Hi, I'm Chip, and this is 2MTL episode 359, failing to review Kill the Moon. So this episode of Doctor Who just about broke me. It defies the 2MTL format, and I'm not even going to try to bend it to my will. So instead of an attempt of a cohesive compact review. This is just a mix of fleeting impressions, a series of verbal tweets, if you will. Number one, it's okay to not have liked Kill the Moon. There are lots of reasons not to. It's okay to have liked Kill the Moon. There are lots of reasons too. I only get irritated when fans pass judgment not only on the episode, but on other viewers who see it differently. Number two, The heart, the meaning of Kill the Moon, has little to do with the main plot or any of its implications or analogies to the real world. Why this episode exists, and why it leaves such an impact among its fans and detractors alike, is that closing scene when Clara takes the Doctor apart. Unlike previous series since 2005, and unlike the 10th and 11th Doctors, Series 8 and the 12th Doctor don't just avoid sentimentality, they are hostile to it. The point is the doctor heartlessly manipulates Clara, driven by his confidence that she will make the right decision. And Clara has finally had enough. He treats her awfully, something few Doctor Who fans want to see. But he faces consequences that have been inevitably building since his regeneration. Whether he learns and grows from those consequences is for the rest of the season to determine. And this is why Clara's answer to, Am I a good man? I don't know, was correct. Number three, the moon as an egg. While longtime fixtures of the series, such as ancient Silurian civilizations and pan-dimensional police boxes, get a pass, for some fans, the moon hatching a dragon was a step too far. It was that way for me as well. I guess my bit of fanish conservatism extends to wanting my episodes to be aesthetically consistent. The Rings of Ocotin is as ludicrously impervious to science as Kill the Moon, but it's bathed in Jack Kirby comics tropes while Moon looks and acts like a hard SF program up until the hatching and the instant egg replacement in the sky. I would have preferred the crisis to have been more, and yes, I'm using air quotes here, realistic. Number four. But that would have undermined the metaphor at the center of the plot that takes us to Clara and the doctors falling out. There is no way not to look at this episode other than as an allegory about childbirth and choice, unless you're clueless like me and see it pointed out by someone else. In less than an hour, with so much left ambiguous, I can't tell the intent of the author. I can't tell whether this is a pro- or anti-choice story, regardless of authorial intent. The fact that you can have such vivid arguments over the story is a mark of its success. The fact that some fans on both, air quotes, sides can so easily dismiss competing interpretations, either says something about the quality of their discourse or of the narrative incompleteness of the episode. Number five, the Doctor in series eight is not a hero. Doctor Who recently trended toward heroic fiction, but this year is the first major departure from that state, where it returns to the early Hartnell or Colin Baker days. I prefer heroic fiction, and I don't think that a heroic lead is incompatible with good drama. But I'm fascinated by the struggle the Doctor is having against himself. At the moment, it looks like he's losing. But that's me, being a human. And finally, number six. This year seems it's also a break in terms of Doctor Who as populist fiction. As Peter Capaldi said, this Doctor is not user-friendly, and neither is this season. My small and not-at-all representative sample of regular Doctor Who viewers who know who Stephen Moffat is but don't frequent fanish circles, they've not liked this season. They seem to love Capaldi's acting, but not the meanness the scripts give him. Now, whether this more challenging season is a necessary break to reset the status quo for another few years, or a point at which more casual viewers will jump off, that remains to be seen. I continue to be fascinated by this doctor, and it's great to have a meaty episode like Kill the Moon to really sink one's teeth into. J. Michael Straczynski once described his goal in Babylon 5 to offer a few episodes that would start some bar fights. Mission accomplished for Stephen Moffat and writer Peter Harness. And that is not a review of Kill the Moon, and that is not a two-minute episode of the Two Minute Time Lord podcast. More episodes are at twominutetimelord.com, on iTunes, on Stitcher Radio, and other places where you can find good podcasts, and this one as well. You can find me on social media at New two Minute Time lord. Thanks for listening. Talk to you after the next episode.